Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King. It is my unique honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about the things that other podcasts either cannot or will not talk about, things for mature audiences only. And today we have a very special podcast because, as you all regular listeners know, we've had a number of great wrestling personalities on the show over the last few months, and we've gotten a lot of great insights into the world of professional wrestling, uh, but it was primarily about the male side of wrestling. And so I'm really happy. I wanted to bring on somebody to talk about the female side of the business, which I think is either as entertaining or really in most cases more entertaining than male wrestling. And I found the perfect person because this person is the person that I think exemplifies what female wrestling should be going forward. She is, let's see here, she has wrestled all over the world. She has won world championships. She has a very unique set of wrestling moves that were on display as she did an amazing match on Impact Wrestling this week. She has charisma and the it factor. She is the great Katie Forbes. Hey. I'm so excited to have Katie Forbes on the show today. Uh, people always want me to first describe what she looks like, what she's wearing over here. Uh, this is pretty amazing, guys. I wish you could all be here to see this. Skin tight, black latex, would you call those? Yeah, latex. Right, with a form-fitting shirt that shows off her curves. She's absolutely stunning. Uh, okay, so let's get right into it. Now, I think typically you would start a podcast by going through the old, well, how'd you start in the business? And we'll get to that. But I want to talk to you about women's wrestling first, because we just started talking mm -hmm. about this before, and then we said, okay, we need to, to get into this. Wrestling is sports entertainment. It is about entertainment. It is not, the pro wrestling is not college wrestling. The, the wrestlers are not wearing little masks and you know rolling around on the floor. Uh, it's, it's entertainment. It's, it's, it's scripted. I think we can say that here in, in most cases. And it's not necessarily about who has the most physical uh, talent to jump the highest or do the most amazing moves. Uh, it's about who can be the most entertaining. And I think in women's wrestling, we've now swung too far in that women are excited about getting the spotlight, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden they're saying, well, we don't want to be perceived as divas anymore. And we just want to show that we can wrestle. And it's like, in some ways that's missing the point. The greatest wrestlers of all time are not necessarily the ones with the best physical skill sets. It's the ones like The Rock who combine mm -hmm the ability to talk and the ability the ability to tell a story and that's where you come in over here i watched your match with jordan price the other night nothing wrong with jordan jordan a great wrestler obviously some wonderful skills but who was telling the story of that match that's where i'll start a question there who told the story of that match i feel like we both told the story but you told the story <laughs> but i'm not gonna let you get away with that because <laughs> I know, I understand wrestling. Mm -hmm. She didn't say a word in the ring. Her facial expressions didn't say much in the ring. Mm -hmm. She may have led you through the moves, mm -hmm. but it was you who used the facial expressions and the move set to set her up to look really good in the end. Thank you. But it was you who told the story with your body movements and facial expressions. Oh, thank you. So was that your plan going in or is that I just, just feel like we're very, very different. Me and Jordan are very different. So it kind of made it easier to tell the story because she's such a, she's playing such a, I'm a tough bitch role. And then I'm there like, I'm here to party and I'll whoop your ass. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so much more of a fun uh, person. So I feel like it's easier for me to tell that story because I, we're just so, so different. Right. Yeah. And she did play the perfect foil <laughs> to your character because, you know, they did a little thing with you where first uh, you were at the, uh, you thought she was the ballet and tossed mm -hmm. her your keys and she looked at you with disgust and kind of almost, she should have mouthed the word bimbo would have been <laughs> the, the better thing. But, um, so in the middle of the match, she gets you in some kind of a hold on the ground and then you turned upside down and twerked yeah. in your face. Mm -hmm. 
where's the line here? Like, did you discuss that with her in advance and say, this is what we're gonna do? My whole gimmick is twerking. So I love yeah. twerking. So any chance I get, it's kind of like, also like a fuck you to, to get, put my ass in their face when they're like trying so hard to so be real tough. And then I like put my ass in their face. It's humiliation. Yes. Yeah, so she, that, we, that story was, she's trying, she's a tough bitch doing um, push-ups. So that's why I out twerk to distract her and use my ass as a distraction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what a contrast in styles, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, she's just trying to show that yeah. she's the better athlete and you're showing that you're the better entertainer. Mm -hmm. So overall in the sport, like, do you feel pressure from the other wrestlers that you're showing them up in some ways? In the, in the beginning, I felt like I needed to be more tough to, to be a part of like the new uh, women's revolution like bad bitch, like not the diva era. Right. Um, so I felt like I should do that, but then like I would try to behave after the wrestling shows and the fans were there and then I would turn into my true self. Like when I had a couple drinks and I'd be like twerking at the bar and acting a fool. And so then people were like, your real personality is way more entertaining than the personality you're putting on. Right. So then I, that turned me just more into being myself and just being ratchet and twerking and using my ass in the ring so then it comes off as genuine because it really is me right it does it does and, and that's always been the best wrestling characters mm -hmm. are always when a wrestler can find the inner their inner self and just turn it up times 10 right yeah like stone cold steve austin was he was the movie guy and then the ringmaster, mm -hmm. and then he just said ah, screw this i'm just gonna be myself yeah and all of a sudden he started connecting with audiences mm -hmm. and it seems like that's what you're doing that was your first solo match in in impact right i had a four-way um at united we stand mm -hmm. against uh, rosemary ty valkyrie and jordan so we had a four-way but it was a pay-per-view yeah so this is still this is still like my debut because it's my first singles match one-on-one -on -one. And I had a tag match on Impact before with my tough twin, Rebel. Okay. Yeah, but I have a, a big announcement today. Ooh, okay. Yeah. This is, you're gonna hear it right here, <laughs> right now. Yeah, like let's get to the juicy part. All right, today I signed with Impact Wrestling. So I'm so excited uh, mm -hmm. that you're going to be doing this uh, on a full-time basis yeah. with Impact. And I think you're going to make, you're really going to stand out Thank on the you. show. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So excited because on Impact, um, I love it because I feel like we can push the envelope more. Right. So I can be more myself because WWE is so much more watered down and PG. And then every other company is, is afraid to go as far as Impact goes or is in the direction of going. So I love it. Like I'm like, I can be as ratchet as I want, be my true self, and then I feel like that's just the best product for me. There are things I can't talk about for listeners on this episode <laughs> of the show yet that are going on at Impact, but if you're listening to the show and you checked out Impact last Friday night, you may have noticed that on the way to the ring, wrestler Ace Austin was tackled by a porn star and made <laughs> out with him. And, and so that's kind of a breakthrough. Yeah in wrestling, in, in one of the major wrestling yeah. places that now you've got a porn star starting to creep into the show. Yeah. And it's so exciting because Impact just bought uh, the Access Channel or, or their parent company Anthem bought the entire mm -hmm. Access Channel. So now they're gonna have a new television show starting up in a way that can be in front of millions of people as opposed yeah. to the relatively small audience mm -hmm. of the Pursuit channel mm -hmm. is this the best time in wrestling yeah wrestling is so awesome right now it's so great to be a wrestler and it's great to be a fan too right since wrestling's on six nights a week yeah yeah it's awesome so yeah i watched wwe for like 20 years straight i watched raw and sometimes smackdown and then they did something last year that just made me sick and turned me off of the program all right i'll say it since you're looking at me like what, what? <laughs> Um, uh, I think I've said this on the show before a few times, but basically what happened, if you're a regular listener, so they had, Roman Reigns got cancer in real life. Yeah. My best friend died of cancer a few years ago. It's, it's meaningful to everybody. Yeah. 
So he comes out on the show completely unscripted. Mm -hmm. The audience was not expecting this at all. He came out as Joe, said, I'm just here as Joe today, and I'm here to announce that I have cancer and I'm not going to be wrestling anymore. Yeah. The Shield, which is his team, came together with him. They all broke character and cried on television. Mm -hmm. And it was the most real moment that I'd seen in many, many years, and I cried along with them. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. And then about 20 minutes later, they had um, Dean Ambrose turn on, uh, turn on, on yeah. Rollins and hit him with a chair or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Wow. Why would you guys break the spell? You just, yeah. you broke me. Uh -huh. I don't want to watch this anymore. This is disgusting. Yeah. And this turned out to be the greatest thing because it opened me up and now... I've been to events. I've been to ROH this year. I've been to Impact. I saw all your matches a few weeks ago. I was at the Impact tapings. So now I'm, so I'm watching AEW every week. I'm watching Impact. Like, these are all better than the WWE. Yeah. So I'm getting you on record <laughs> as saying that... So you watch WWE. Yeah, I do. I watch WWE. It's an like awesome production. But like I said, I love how Impact is like pushing the card. Like the way... Um, or the envelope, whatever the saying yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, like where there's um, like weed smoking at the wedding. Like I, that like was awesome. At the wedding, Rob's getting high. And then I'm playing with my titties and adjusting my boobs. And Jordan Grace is looking at me like, this bitch. Like, ew. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, so I, like I said, like, I think that's so cool because at WWE, like, none of that would, ha like, happen. And at my, one of my WWE tryouts, I was twerking in one of them, and then someone said that someone, like, rolled their eyes at it because it's not, <clears throat> like, the image that they're going for. Yeah. So I love that Impact embraces my obsession with my ass. Yes. <laughs> in real life, I'm obsessed with my ass. And anyone that follows me on Instagram knows that I've been obsessed with my ass. I'm obsessed with your ass too. <laughs> and I, I think, and, and I'm sort of considered to be an expert in the world of adult films yeah. on asses. So, uh, and, you know, I think I can say it's amazing. And, and guys, if you haven't already checked her out, you need to stop the podcast at this point and go to her Twitter and go to her Instagram and check out what we're talking about here. Just go ahead and say it. We'll let, we're going to say it again later on. But what's your social media? The Katie Forbes. Yeah. Forbes like the magazine. And on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Katie Forbes. Yeah. So you're going to want to see this. Um, so the interesting thing about that is that all of these shows are doing things that, in, it's not only they're doing things that WWE won't do, but it's in ways that WWE won't do it. So for yeah. example, did you meet Red Cup Jeff at the wedding, the wedding scene that they filmed? Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're all, if you, if you live in Vegas, you know this guy named Red Cup Jeff. I know Red Cup Jeff, he's a great guy. Yeah. So, I, so Red Cup Jeff played the preacher in a wedding skit that they did on Impact Wrestling recently. So I said, Red Cup Jeff, I'm so happy for you. You made your pro wrestling debut and didn't even have to take a bump much. Uh, he, did, he did. He actually got hit in the face, but okay. But I said, how'd that go? And he said, well, it's funny because we did it cold. Like they basically mm -hmm. looked at me and said, here's what you're gonna say, get over there and do it. And yeah. it was one take. Yeah. WWE would have like, shot <laughs> one word at a time and had everyone memorize the oh, exact yeah. lines. That was so fun. That was the most fun day I've ever had in all of pro wrestling was at the Brian Cage and Melissa wedding. And when it was funny on TV, but even funnier in person because when he got punched, like people, it, he hit him so hard, like such a shoot. He really did bump. <laughs> That's funny you said that because he punched him so hard. People were literally jumping up in their chair, like Willie Max, like jumping up in his chair, clapping. Everyone's like hooting and hollering because it was so funny just because everything was so, like people's reactions were so real. And there, there was so much character involved in the whole thing. It was like, Everyone was just having so much fun. It was it was funny as fuck. So I hope right. the fans enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Go watch that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, they're on Pursuit Channel right now. And after they leave the Pursuit Channel, I don't know if those episodes are still going to be there. So go on your cable now and watch the last, like, two or three weeks of Impact. Yeah. And see the wedding. And you'll see, like... That's what wrestling should be. Yeah, it was awesome. The characters and everything. It was like reminding me of like old school, and because everyone was in character at the wedding, it was dope. 
you know, I, I grew up watching like the Von Erics. Yeah. Uh, and and world class championship wrestling, and they had so many stupid, wacky skits that they did like that. Yeah. But their wrestling was serious. I mean, they were trying to pretend they were real at all times, mm -hmm. but. It was so much fun watching those guys interact. You could see the camaraderie that they yeah. had. And it was a relatively small group and uh -huh. wrestlers traveled around. I'm gonna fill up Katie's wine glass hey. for you guys. Turn up, turn up, turn up. That's right. We're celebrating my impact signing. This is a big night. Yeah, yeah I should have. If I'd have known that we Thank would be you. popping bottles of champagne here. Well, now you know when you hang out with me, we're popping bottles. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Okay, that's great. Good idea. Cheers. Cheers. Let's toast here. All right, before we move on from just the general women's wrestling, I want to ask you about the difference between WOW and Impact, because I know you did some work from WOW. I heard this rumor that WOW, WOW is in that category of companies. They're making sexy stuff, but they don't want to be perceived as sexy yeah. stuff. Okay. Maybe you can explain this. Uh, my, my character at WOW is Chloe Hertz. It's way different than Katie Forbes. My character at Impact. My character at Impact is really like my real life personality. My character at WOW, Chloe Hertz, is something David McLean came up with. So it's, um, it's very different than me, but that's because it has to be very, very appropriate. So I'd have to have like really long shorts to cover my whole ass and um, no twerking and, and no like playing my titties. <laughs> like a lot of other things I like to do on camera. So it was just very, very different and like a more serious me. And so I love that about at Impact that I can be my true self. But I understand it's because you want to make different, different companies have different sponsors. So you have to keep it a different level of appropriate, you know? So I love that, like for a while, it was really cool for showing my family. Cause I'm like, oh, look, it's so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Where in fact, I'd be like, dad, just don't watch my whole entrance. <laughs> but what a waste. And I, yeah. I, I don't want to knock WOW because I know they're good people over there. Yeah, and, and the production's just, amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I love the production and everything and I have so much fun with that character. Getting, I get carried in to the ring by a bunch of ring rats, all these muscle guys that carry me in. And um, so that's really cool. I love, and I film on like yachts and, and limos and so I love the glamour behind it. But then at Impact, I just have more fun when I'm like twerking in my true self. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this is my problem. It, it so I want people to be genuine to some degree, and I get it. Movies are movies, and acting is acting, and they can write a characters yeah. however they want to write characters. Uh -huh. But they're basically taking the concept of of having sexy athletes rolling around in the ring together, and then trying not to make it sexy athletes rolling around the ring together. Yeah. And I feel like they're not being true to themselves. Yeah. And it made me so angry that I actually started mapping out doing my own like annual women's wrestling tournament yeah. here in Vegas, and uh -huh. I started thinking about maybe getting in touch with the you know the local promoter here, Joe DeFalco, mm -hmm. and seeing if we can't put something together for people like you um, and some of the others that are sort of within this area of the country that would want to come in and showcase themselves. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I get big ideas like this. Sometimes right. I actually do them. I did my own porn awards show one year for fetish websites awesome. because I, we, I used to be a, have my own show on Playboy Radio when I was sitting there with my cool. guest and co-host and we were going, you know, there's no award show that really fits people that are outside the main thrust of porn. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, we're doing our own. And then damned if we didn't do it, although I found out how much work goes into that. But, yeah. So I'm thinking about doing that and you'll be the first to know, believe cool. me. Uh, if I do, and I'll, I'll make some kind of deal with, uh, uh, with, with Impact if I have to. <laughs> All right, let's get into your bio a little bit now. It's kind of a running joke on the show that I read everybody's Wikipedia entries each week, and then I say to them, oh, so you were born in Phoenix, and then they look at me like, what? No. <laughs> so everything is usually wrong, so I'm just preparing you for that. Okay. But you started wrestling in 2015. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where did you grow up? What were you doing before that? I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, I moved to New Orleans, and then I went to wrestling school, and I did fitness competitions, and I was a video vixen. I used to like twerk and rap videos. Great. <laughs> all right, Atlanta, Georgia. Did you grow up watching WCW then, or no? Um... I grew up on no wrestling at all. Wow. Yeah, I grew up just idolizing Pamela Anderson. 
Okay. <laughs> I was like, I want to be, I thought I wanted to be a porn star. Like, I just knew I wanted to be, like, really hot and get a lot of attention. Yeah. And, um, and then I found wrestling and I was like, this is the best way to get attention. Like, all eyes on you in a whole arena. And then feeling that feeling, to me, is the best adrenaline rush. Did you ever, has anybody ever shown you tapes of Missy Hyatt from her original days in the wrestling? Mm -hmm. Similar character. Similar okay. character. Okay. Uh, um, you know, she was a, a bleach blonde, but mm -hmm. big boobs and kind of a stripper look to her. Yeah. And she was, she was part of the reason that World Class Championship Wrestling went from this little bitty show that was on in Dallas to suddenly being more popular and making more money than yeah. the WWF at the time. Cool. And uh, and it's I think you're kind of a modern day Missy Hyatt. So ask cool. other people about that one. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up. So you were working out at a gym, is what I've gathered, and then you met somebody that was yeah. in the wrestling world. Yeah, Lou Cox. He owns Re uh, Wildcat Wrestling in New Orleans. Yeah. And he sent my photos to WWE, so they invited me to come in as an extra. Yeah. There's also Rosebud where you like dance down to the ring with. You the were Rosebud. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, I would dance down to the ring, but it was the best. That was when I got like that first feeling of adrenaline rush. So I was like, I'm joining wrestling school. And that was five years ago this month. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. How did you end up in, um, and again, this could be not at all, but Great Lakes in Wisconsin? <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> I just wrestled in Great Lakes, Wisconsin. After New Orleans, I yeah. moved to LA yeah. to be with RBD. Okay. And um, also because, wow, we were, we were um, training there and filming in LA. So I moved there with Rob, and then now Rob and I live in Vegas. We just moved here. All right, but what you wrestled in Wisconsin, though, yeah. in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Before Wildcat or after Wildcat? That Must was have been after. After, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so now you just dropped the bomb on us that you are with Rob Van Dam, but I need to get an answer on mm -hmm. something here right now from you. Are you married to Rob Van Dam or not? We're spiritually married. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. Then you are married, in my opinion. I just had hey, this discussion yeah. with somebody last night. Like, that's marriage. Yeah. If you have pledged yourself to be with him and he's pledged himself to be with mm -hmm. you, yeah. you don't need a, a document to prove exactly. it. Either you are or you aren't. Yeah. Okay. He says the same thing, right? Yeah. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, then you're married. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How did you meet uh, a Rob Van Dam, who I'm sure you guys are familiar with Rob? I don't know why I look up at the microphone whenever <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to the guys, but I'm talking to you listeners. I'm sure you all know Rob Van Dam. He's one of the most talented, if you don't, he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the sport. Like Katie, he's super talented physically as well as with his mouth, with, with doing the verbal parts of wrestling. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. So yeah. how'd you meet him? We met at the Dallas WrestleCon. I was there signing and he was signing near me and then I gave him a hug and I like didn't even want to let go. I just loved the smell and like the feel of him. It was hot. And then I wrote my number down and then I put it in his bag. So All right, let me I stop went you right it. there because you said something that's triggered me. <laughs> I'm a smell person. I had this yes. discussion with Jericho. That is the most important thing to me is how somebody smells. Uh -huh. are, you, are you actually that kind of person? Yes, too? I believe in pheromones. Yeah. Because if somebody, if you're like sexually attracted to somebody, it has to do with pheromones. Right. And there's a natural reason for that because like our family members, where we have something in it to where their sweat stinks to us. Yeah. But if somebody is... Um, like somebody that's compatible for you, you don't even think that their sweat stinks or like your your sex doesn't even stink because right. the pheromones. So I believe in it because there's been guys I thought were like fine as shit and so cool and then I'm like, ew, like no, this our smells don't go. But Rob, once I hugged him and smelled him, I was like, yes, don't let go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, you know, why? that's so logical, dogs will be, you know, immediately start barking at somebody and mm -hmm. uh, it turns out that guy's a bad person. Mm -hmm. It's like, how else are they doing it if it's not by smell? It's like smell? our instincts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you met Rob and then what was, like, was it go home with me or was it let's go on a date? <laughs> well, I had half a, I was visiting my friend in LA the next week. So he, he asked like, where do you live? And he's like, LA. 
and then I said, I'm gonna visit my friend. And then I checked in on, um, I, I figured he just had a bunch of girlfriends. Yeah. So I didn't really follow up with it. I was like, he'll call me if he's interested. So on Instagram, I checked in to this beautiful place. And then he was like, you're right down the hill from my house. So I happened to be like 10 minutes from him where I checked in okay. in California, random. So he came and picked me up and then we were together for like uh, like 12 hours on our first date. Like we were wow. like walking around the beach holding hands like we known each other forever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was so, it was so cool, the vibe. Like immediately it was just so comfortable. Did you have dinner first or did you start on the beach? I'm just, now I'm like, Chuckery <laughs> dating thing here. Yeah, we went and ate, happened? and then okay. we went and he did a podcast, mm -hmm. and then, he, well, on the date he was like, "If you're having fun, then um, you can come to the podcast with me. If you're not having fun, I'll just take you back to your friend's house." Like he kept it so real. And at first, I was like, mm, "I'll go back to my friend's house," because I was thinking he wasn't really digging me because he's not good with eye contact. Mm -hmm. And on a date, that really matters. Yeah. Because you're reading them. Right. And you want to see if they're interested. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. You can just take me back to my friend's house. And then I looked on his, I saw on his phone, I was the background. So I was like, oh, he does like me. So I just grabbed him and kissed him. And then I was like, okay, let's go on a date. And then we ended up vibing really well. So I tell him, I was like, if that's kind of creepy, I was the background on your phone on our first date. But then I was like, but if it wasn't for that, then you probably wouldn't have had a chance. Um, okay. I don't, I, I don't want to get too personal here, so just don't answer these questions if I get too personal. Mm -hmm. But see, the, the, the interaction here is interesting because you would both have to be somewhat guarded in a situation like that. Yeah. Because you're looking at Rob and thinking, he's got girls in every city, he's a famous pro wrestler. Yeah. He's looking at you and going like, you know, all these girls come to hang out at the wrestling shows or whatever, and I know you're a wrestler, but... Mm -hmm. But do you feel like you had to get past his guard, his defenses, when in the beginning? Or he never ever made me feel like that. He made me feel like a queen, like since the day one. Day one, he was like, "You're the boss. Don't ever forget that." So I was like, "Okay, I'm the boss. Yeah." Yeah. Cause I have like an alpha personality, so I was like, "Okay, I'll take that role." Yeah. Well, I caught that because um, so we. Not gonna explain why, but me and Katie and Rob were somewhere the other night and we were talking and Katie wasn't in the room and Rob was explaining to me that he went with her to Columbia where she was getting some, some stuff done. I think it's public to say Yeah, that. I got my teeth done, veneers. Okay, and then Rob decided to have stem cell and he was like, yeah, I didn't want to do that, but then Katie said I had to, so I did it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I totally dig that. I love women who are just kind of aggressive and it's not like you're bossing him around yeah but you just you know you kind of obviously I just try to show him, him what's best for him yeah by my standards <laughs> yeah but he but still you can't tell him shit like if he has his mind made up I'm not someone to boss him around and be ridiculous but like he but when I tell him what to do he he's just he just wants to make me happy all the time yeah he's just such a good loving man yeah yeah, mm. uh, you could see it. It's like happy, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, you know, I, I try not to be to say things that I'm not sincere about. The interaction between you two is really cool to watch. Thank you. Um, it's really like there's not a Thank lot. Thank you. Normally, you see a couple, and somebody says something, and then one of them kind of looks away or yeah. looks at you like. Uh, we have a lot of mutual respect. Even yeah. like, though I'm a bossy person, we're still so respectful. And all day we're like, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. And we're just very affectionate too. Yep, absolutely. Well, listen, I want to ask Katie about uh, her days at Wildcat Wrestling and her specifically her match with Trina Michaels. But first, I need to tell you about our wonderful sponsor, Savage Sin Clothing. At Savage Sin According to their website, we take our MMA and triple X lifestyle seriously. Live fast, fight hard, that's our motto. Our clothing serves as a reminder of the badass that's inside all of you. So again, you want clothing to wear to the gym, you want clothing to wear to the mall, you want clothing to wear out when you're just being casual. Get that at Savage Sin. Browsing through their website right now. They've got, uh, let's see here, just about all kinds of things for both women and men, from tank tops hoodies, t-shirts, bikinis for women. They've got some unisex clothing. Looking at the women's department today over here, since we've talked about some of the men's in the past, Live Fast, Die Old is a great tank top. Rock Forever is a great tank top. Let's see what else here. 
uh, rocker party. So these are so cool, you know, just to wear to a party. Uh, I love this one. Here's one with the lollipop on it. It says, suck it. Who would not want to wear a tank top that says, suck it? I know every one of my friends, of my female friends, would love to go out with uh, clothing like this. Uh, Let's see here. Drink, fight, and then F69K. Love it. So many great items of clothing. So go check this out. It's all high-quality material shipped to you from right here in the United States. And I'm going to make it easy for you using our discount. Kingsin, K-I-N-G-S-I-N, will not only get you a 40% discount. Yep, I said that right, 40% discount, but you get free shipping as well. So go check out Savage Sin Clothing today, savagesinclothing.com. Use the promo code Kingsin, get 40% off, and wear some cool clothing. All right, we're back. So now I got to ask, because I was reading Katie's bio, one of these bios here that I found on the internet talked about how she had a match with Trina Michaels. Trina is an old friend of mine. I called, I actually texted Trina today and said, I need some insight into your match with Katie Forbes. And I immediately got a phone call from Trina who said, that was one of the most fun matches Uh I've ever had. (laughs) In my career, oh. and I said, "Okay, well, what happened?" And she said, "I was I came to Wildcat, I trashed her, I said all kinds of mean things about her, and then she attacked and mean things about Wildcat wrestling yeah. too. And in the end, uh, uh, she ripped my shirt off, and so uh-huh. yeah, boobs were out for that one." She also said to tell you. No referee ever counted her out on that one, so it's never been decided who's the better woman. Ah! So she's thinking about coming out of retirement and cool. says anytime, anywhere, she'll take you okay, on. Okay, cool. What do you remember about that match? I remember her titties falling out. That's pretty much like all I remember is just her boobs. Yeah. It was a, it was a long time ago, but um, she was so cool. She hadn't taken a lot of bumps, though, I don't think, before that, so... Were you guys beating each other up pretty bad, or was it really just, you know, kind of a relaxed thing? It was... I I felt relaxed around her because her vibe is cool. Like, it's always better to wrestle somebody when you get along with them outside of the ring. Yeah. So we were on the same cool vibe, but the match, I really don't remember. I don't remember much of it because it was a long time ago, and I've been hit in the head a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And drank a lot since then. (laughs) But her boobs fell out, and we had a lot of fun. And I remember it was a disqualification match. So yeah, we have we have unfinished beef. It's funny you say that because I, so I have uh, um, germophobia about going out in public a lot, and yeah. so my doctor gave me Xanax to take. Mm-hmm. So no, this will help you, and it does. It works. Cool. So for me to go to a pro wrestling match, I have to take a Xanax. So I. <laughs> So I went to the Impact tapings yeah. and I'm sitting there. I feel, and it, but now I didn't know this, but Xanax messes with your memory. Mm. So I feel like I saw you in a battle royale too. Were you in a battle royale at the Impact thing or am I well? Uh-uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like a dream to me, the whole thing. Because now I'm watching this stuff on television. It took like four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing this stuff on television and going like, I don't remember that, but I was the, there. The old, the older I get, the more of a germaphobe I'm becoming. Like yeah. you talking about being a germaphobe, like yeah. I never used to pay attention, but the now traveling for a living and oh. being in different hotels, it'll be killing me to touch remotes. I'm like, I know someone jerked their dick and then changed the <laughs> channel, and now I got this one's come on my hand. Yes, you might have to get <laughs> yeah. one of those black lights to yes, start shining like on stuff. Room Raiders. Yeah, I feel like that now. Everything I touch, like on an airplane. Yes. I'm like, someone touched their dick and touched this. Now I'm touching their oh. dick. I'll be thinking of every weird scenario. It, it's so gross, but you can't be scared of germs and travel because you have to be really low maintenance. Right. So I just think, I'm tough. I'm tough. Yeah. <laughs> Planes. But it's scary. Yeah, it's disgusting breathing in everybody because humans are so gross. Yes. Planes, I, it's so difficult. I only travel yeah. once a year. I go, to thank, I go home to <laughs> Dallas for Thanksgiving and I see my parents. And it is so tough. But now that I have the Xanax, I guess Aww. I'll be able to do the plane ride yeah. much easier. But when I'm yeah. in like a restaurant or a, or a grocery store and somebody sneezes near me mm-hmm. and they don't cover themselves properly or whatever, I feel like diving underneath <laughs> Like a table or something. Like I have to, yeah. like the, like the germs are projectiles that are coming at you. Just have to matrix or something. And right. Go back and watch them pass by. So, 
That's right. gonna be me. I feel it more and more all the time. Don't get like me. Uh, <laughs> but what's the funny thing is that I'm on a porn set once a week, and none of that. That's what I was me. just thinking. I was like, how are you a germaphobe and you're around porn? Because then in porn or sex, you're exchanging juices. Like that's all. And like as intimate and close as you can get to another person. Everyone is tested every 14 yeah. days, and uh -huh. so you have a greater probability of um, of not getting a disease from a porn person than you do uh, uh, from a normal person that you just met, from a random, we yeah. call them. Okay, I want to talk about the India trip real quick, or mm -hmm. the India wrestling that you've done, because this is so cool, I watched this. You guys can go on YouTube and, and find Katie Forbes India. CWE. CWE, how did that come about? Through the great Kali, I met him at WWE and um, stayed in touch. So once I finished my training, I went out there and wrestled for him. And he owns a school in India and he has an amazing promotion because it draws 50,000 to 70,000 yeah. people yeah. a show. Yeah. It's amazing. Wrestling is so big over there. So it's, and with Pyro, it's like WWE budget. It's amazing. Um, and he, He's just such a big deal and such a legend in, in um, India. It was incredible. Great the Kali, fans, yeah. like, they kept panning around. Yeah, the fans, well, they have no idea of personal space there, so that's why everyone's always like, it's like a mob everywhere, but yeah. um, they're very appreciative of my sex appeal because they're so, um, like, sexually repressed, the yeah. way the women have to cover up everything but their eyes, and then I come out there and I'm, like, twerking in a thong. So, like, yeah! Ketty, yeah. we love you, Ketty! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I feel like it's I'm showing women female empowerment over there, to be over there fighting men and yeah. wearing a thong, because then a lot of them are still, like, being told what to do. I'm Just a year ago, women in Saudi Arabia couldn't leave the country without like permission from their from a man so it's really behind yeah. so me going over there is like very very shocking and different to their culture it's wonderful it's so how many times you've been there now eight eight times and no, each tour is a few week tour yeah so you're a celebrity in yeah India. like you can't mm -hmm. i don't know if you could go to a grocery store in vegas without a few people recognizing you anyway but in india i don't yeah think india could. i have security everywhere i go and like gunmen <laughs> and then even like i'll be in a car and everyone's trying to chase down the car it's it's really crazy how much preparation goes into a match like that where you're going into a foreign country and you you have some different cultural aspects of the match it's it's so different just going to because i'll go to the the school and train there with the students and everyone will speak a different language but in wrestling we can feel each other's bodies so it's like a language with our bodies yeah like you feel someone's going to go for something you know what move they're going for where you can counter it to another move yeah and the names of the moves are pretty much universal too if you're talking about moves um but it's so cool how even when no one speaks the same language if someone does something funny in wrestling everybody will laugh and cut up and then it's cool how we can all communicate through that art form right mm -hmm. uh, you did a dance-off i think when yeah I, they love dance-offs in india they're always like even when i get into the car they're like Kitty song dance dance kitty dance <laughs> <laughs> like this they love it and so every match starts with a dance off it's always a dance off like yeah. we have to come out there it's just like part of the culture but I love that because I love dancing and twerking so I'm like right. well I'd much rather twerk than take some bumps yeah fun to watch you guys really google this and check it out because she's supposed to be a heel I think in the matches that I was watching and Watching the heel dance off versus the other girl yeah. is so is so fun, <laughs> and, and you can you can see the genuine joy in your face and everybody's <laughs> face as they're doing this. But the other thing that you did in those matches that I think you do in almost all your matches anyway, but must have been super impressive to the Indians is your squat lift that you do. Yeah. So you put up a uh, uh, was it a guy or a girl? It was a guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's that all about? Like, you're pretty strong, yeah. I guess, is what we're getting Thanks. at here. I, I actually came up with that move in India because there wasn't a gym where we were staying in Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah. She's so fine. Yeah. Yeah, I met her on that tour, and um, we didn't have a gym, so then I was like, well, I'll just squat you. So I just threw over my shoulder in a fireman carry and then was squatting her for an actual workout. So I was like, this looks pretty hot. So I got someone to film it, and then I got so much positive feedback from it online I was like this should be my move and then when I started doing it in the ring with like 
either a guy or like stack girls on top of me or like do it to a really fat person i felt like it gets like a really good reaction so it's cool because that's really what i love to do i love squatting because like i said i'm obsessed with my ass yes so so like anytime to get a leg and ass workout i'm about it uh that's great and i, and I hope to see you doing a lot of that in the uh in the impact mm -hmm. um the squatting because it helps show that i, I mean guys I, I i meant to say this at the beginning of the podcast but Katie is, is talented both in terms of entertainment value from so many different ways physically in her looks, but she's strong and her moves are pretty damn impressive as well. And the squatting thing is a nice signature move. <laughs> it's almost like the um, Cesaro swing. Oh yeah. That he does that and it's purely to show how incredibly strong he is. Yeah. And your squat thing is, do you have a name for that move? This um, squat drop. The squat drop also shows how you're way more than just a bimbo out there. That Thank you. you know you've got strength, mm -hmm. and that you know I, I think your character evolves that way in some time in the future when you're when you're reinventing yourself for Katie 3.0 right. or whatever. So you mentioned Scarlet Bordeaux, Katie. So I want to ask you about the similarities or not similarities between you and Scarlet. But first. I got to tell our listeners about Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is something that I am an expert on. When I'm not doing podcasts, I produce and direct adult films. Producing adult films basically means you put out the money for it. You pay all the talent, you pay the crew, you pay everybody, and then you hope to make your money back by selling the content. But you know what ruins it all and makes you lose all your money? If the male talent cannot get an erection. And erectile dysfunction is something that all of us, I mean, if you're a guy, all of us experience at some point or another in our life. There's nothing to be ashamed about it because in this day and age, we have a solution to the problem. And that solution is Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the world's first chewable erectile dysfunction pill that contains the same active ingredients as Cialis and Viagra. You get it by going online. You don't have to go to your doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You just go to bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and you type in a little box and say, hey, I'm having troubles with erectile dysfunction. A doctor will review it and write you an actual prescription for their product, which is then shipped to your home in very discreet packaging. So no trips to the doctor, no embarrassing trips to the pharmacy, to pick it up and because it's chewable it works twice as fast or more than the regular old swallowable pill that you take it gets absorbed more quickly i personally use blue chew i personally recommend blue chew and i can make it easy for you to try it out just use my promo code adult a d u l t and you will get your first shipment of blue chew for free that is right absolutely free all you have to do is pay for the shipping on that. So $5 for shipping, and they will ship you the Blue Chew for free. So go to bluechew.com today, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use my promo code ADULTS. Try it out. And then don't forget to send me my thank you. I believe you all owe me a thank you, all of you people who have tried it so far from the program. And many people have actually sent me a thank you and said, this has changed my life. I now have the confidence to know that every time I jump into bed, I know that I will be able to perform. So go check it out, bluechew.com. Sext Panther. So Sext Panther is a website that enables you to build an intimate relationship between you and your favorite adult entertainment performer. It's really simple. You go to the website, they give you a phone number, and then you can start texting your favorite adult performer, and then they can set their own rates as to what they want to charge for texting, talking on the phone, or sending pictures and videos. So this goes way beyond just joining somebody's website. This actually is you communicating back and forth with them uh, in a really personal manner. And, and this gives the performer a way of separating you from fake fan who just watches free stuff on some of the free websites and doesn't really want to support her. So if you are a fan of adult entertainment, you want to get to know your favorite adult film star, uh, many of the, the, the females who have been on the podcast, such as Ginger Lynn, Christy Canyon, Christina Rose, Kimberly Chi, Courtney Taylor, they're all on Sex Panther, and you can go there today, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com, and find your favorite performer and start sexting with her today. And by the way, if you are a performer, many performers listen to this show, 
and you haven't signed up with Sex Panther yet, what are you waiting for? This is the best way for you to build a bond and a relationship with your fans. You want to get to know your fans, but you don't necessarily have the way to do that. So go to Sex Panther and sign up uh, to use Sex Panther today. So there you go, everybody. Sex Panther. That's S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. You mentioned Scarlet Bordeaux, so now I'm going to sort of ask you something interesting about that. So, I have my own personal theories about Scarlet Bordeaux. These are not endorsed by any wrestling organization or anything like that. But basically, having watched Impact, um, you got this this beautiful, stunning girl who comes on Impact, doesn't wrestle, gets put in wonderful vignettes and skits and whatever that enable her to show her sexuality without actually having to wrestle for six months. Mm -hmm. And she builds up this huge following and big audience and then basically says, Impact, hey, I'm a huge star and you guys need to, you, you need to rework me and compensate me and whatever. And they couldn't come to an agreement. Mm -hmm. and, and so um, here we are. They love the concept, but they didn't have the right performer, let's say, in Scarlet for the long term. Yeah. Scarlett was definitely the right performer yeah. for what they put her in. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want to phrase this incorrectly because I don't want to say, I'm not saying, are you the new Scarlett? Because you're different than Scarlett. Yeah. You're clearly way more talented as a wrestler than Scarlett. Scarlett is absolutely stunning. I'm a huge fan of Scarlett. <laughs> not knocking you, Scarlett, if you listen to this podcast. But I, I'm just saying, where do you pick up the Scarlet character and sort of make it Katie's, if that's a legit question in your mind? Well, I twerks. I don't know if she twerks, but, like, my ass is way bigger and I'm more curvier than Scarlet. I, yeah. And I have dark hair. Yeah. So for all y'all, I have dark hair, thick thighs, a little waist, big titties, <laughs> <laughs> cat eyes, really white teeth. <laughs> yeah. But Scarlet's so beautiful, but we're just, we have such a different look. And since I twerk, I feel like that's my whole thing. Because she's like sexy, like stripper and sensual. But then yeah. I'm like a rap video. Yeah. The way I have money flying all over me and, I, and my ass bounces. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlett is more of a seductress. Yeah. Kind of quietly sensual. Yeah. Whereas you're more, you're less subtle. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Like, hey, I came to party. What's popping? Yeah. Yeah, so whereas her character might not say a word, your mm -hmm. character, I think, talks a lot more and yeah. is a little bit more in your face yeah. than hers. Because I don't, I, like I said, I want to be careful because I don't see you as, as Scarlet, the new Scarlet. Yeah, You're people your own. on Instagram have accused me of that. Just like when I posted like my Impact debut and I asked people for their feedback, they're like, oh, so I guess you're like the new Scarlet that they could afford. <laughs> Like stuff like that, but I'm like, I can see you it because Scarlet is a sex symbol and I'm a sex symbol, but we're so different. Once they see our matches and, and know once my personality is more out the closet, then people will understand the difference between us. You know, she's not the new Scarlet. She might be the new Missy Hyatt, guys. Yeah. Like, Missy, one of her gimmicks was that she would, I think, pull hairspray out of her purse and mm -hmm. spray it into the other wrestler's face. That's too corny these days for yeah. you to use that, but... That's something that your character, I think, uh -huh. might have something in her purse. Might bring a big old blingy purse to the ring yeah. and, and then have something in it that she slips to Rob Van Dam or something mm -hmm. like. I can't wait to see intergender tag team matches with you and Rob. Is that something yeah. that you guys have discussed? Would he be cool with that? I don't know. Um, but hopefully, I don't know what the future holds for me and my character at Impact. It'd be cool to be with him since he's on there too, but also cool doing my own thing. My understanding is that Impact is gonna start doing intergender matches a lot more. Yeah, so. that'd be awesome. I love wrestling guys. Training with guys is my favorite because I feel like I could beat the fuck out of them and I'm like, shut up, you can take it. Like in girls, I'm still, I'm still stiff, but like girls, I'm like, oh, you're sweet. Like Scarlett, she's so hot. And when I, right. I train, I train with um, Kelly Kelly, and I'm like, she's so hot. I don't even want to hurt anything because she's so beautiful. But like a big hairy man, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Have you wrestled Joey Ryan before? No. Ah. I think that would be very entertaining. And he inspires me that you can go places and be ratchet. Yes. Because the way he stands for that and he, like doing his um 
whole sex gimmick and then I love my sex gimmick. So I'm like, he inspires me in that way to push that envelope and then also be mainstream. Look, guys, uh, if you haven't seen Joey Ryan before, go Google his YouTube yeah. stuff. He's doing, he's absolutely hilarious intergender matches. Mm -hmm. I'll finish the Scarlet discussion just by saying the one limitation that Scarlet always had and will have is that she doesn't look convincing as a female wrestler in that you, she cannot beat up somebody that's tough. Mm. You are five foot eight-ish. Yeah. About 160-ish of boobs and muscle. Yeah, and, and ass. And ass. <laughs> so it's quite believable. To put you against Jordan Price, they could have had you go over. Mm -hmm. Don, sorry if you're listening. I think you should have had her go over because I, I think you should have had Katie go over Jordan because, um, you know, now we're, it, it would have made it much easier for you to go forward with her character. Not that it's really going to hurt your character, mm -hmm. but... Um, you could have. There was, was no reason why she couldn't. Yes. At that time, they didn't know what I was capable of. I could come there and be a shitty-ass wrestler. Yeah. And just be all gimmick, and then it would make Jordan look stupid. So I feel like, to them, they didn't know what I was capable of, and that's why that was my favorite match, because I felt like I proved to people what I was capable of, because I post on social media twerk videos and airheaded stuff, because that makes me money yeah. through OnlyFans, but... I don't post me training and doing the weightlifting. So I felt like in the match, that all spoke for itself. When people saw my size and when they saw me wrestle, then they're like, okay, she can actually go too. So I feel like I proved a lot then. And then everybody said, good job. And then um, that's what led to me signing today. Congratulations Thanks. again. We're going to toast that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you make a lot, you make a good point now. Don, if you're listening, I get it that she wasn't signed with you guys then. So yeah. you wouldn't have an unsigned wrestler go over a signed wrestler yeah. that you're developing a, uh, you know, they were, they're pushing. But now they know I'm that bitch. That's good. Yeah. She's strong. I, I want, maybe, uh, maybe we can get a picture of Katie uh, squat lifting me. Yes. After this, uh, that we'll post yeah, along with for the sure. podcast when it goes up. This is a going boomerang up Friday. so they can see a bunch. Perfect. Okay, yeah. great, great. All right, we're sort of running out of time, at, but don't rush because podcasts can go on as long as they want. But I want to talk to you about your OnlyFans. Yeah. This is awesome. You have an OnlyFans page. So, unlike in the past when people had to sort of wonder about the intimate lives of their favorite wrestler or whatever, and they really didn't have a way of connecting with them. Mm -hmm or even supporting them other than buying a t-shirt, your fans can now connect with you and support you. Yeah, and chat with me and see everything going on in my life because on Instagram and like Rob's Instagram, he'll just post a little clip of it where there's like, Rob will post him in the hot tub and he has like six girls twerking around him, like all this ass. And so we love to have, I've like, all my friends are hot. All my friends are fun, open-minded. So we love having all of our friends come over and stay or go on vacation with us and we travel together. So people are commenting like, oh my God, RBG, RBD just lives the life. Right. So I was like, I should just give them a sneak peek into right. our fun, which is just a, a sneak peek. But then people love to see my guest stars, my beautiful friends on there, all my twerk videos. Like just all of our pool parties. We just have so much fun. It's fun sharing it with the world. And um, my, my stuff was already too like inappropriate for Instagram. Yes. So then I'm like, people yeah. should see this on OnlyFans and have a place to see it with, without getting offended. Because it gets crazy, y'all. There's no nudity, I think we, right? Yeah, there's no okay. nudity. Yes. A lot of, lot of twerk videos. It. But there's a lot of stuff in her in a thong, I'm guessing. Yes, thong and pasties. Yeah. That's what it gets down to. So you can use your imagination for the rest because my ass just speaks for itself. Uh, how, how much is it to join? It's $20 a month. And then I post all day, every day. You can message me on there. I respond to people on there because I don't have time to respond to DMs on social yeah, media. Right. But OnlyFans sets you apart from the other people so that way we can talk. Right. And you can also do custom request videos too. That's fantastic. Yeah. Let me make sure you guys understood that. When you send a DM un unwanted to Katie or you try to get a hold of her through her social media, she's got hundreds of people trying to do yeah. the same thing every day. And... The best way for 20 bucks, and by the way, 
Will you run a promo for when the podcast comes up here? Sure. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Can we <laughs> get a special price for this weekend? The sure. podcast is coming out on Friday. Okay. Can we get a special fifteen, fourteen ninety nine, maybe? Okay, or? I'll do it for fifteen this weekend for okay. y'all only, and I've never, ever, ever had a special go on because the content that I put out, I feel like, is me putting out as much as I possibly can without it ruining my whole wrestling career of inappropriateness. And the longer I go on on my, my OnlyFans, I feel like the more open-minded I'm getting and the less fucks I give. But I, that, I'm gonna make it as cheap as I can for all the crazy, nasty, naughty bullshit y'all about to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! So $15, listen to what I'm saying, guys. Yeah. You can talk to Katie. You can ask her questions. Um, you can flirt with her. You can do whatever you want to. If you ask her for something that's above and beyond, then she can send you a, what they call a paper message. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you say to her, oh, well, you know, Katie, can you show me flipping your hair from one side to the other or show me washing your hair? Because, you know, these are customs. Guys are in fetishes, yeah. whatever, that are within reason here. Uh -huh. Then she can turn around and say, yeah, yeah, I can charge you extra for that and you can get what you want. Yeah. Or... You can just sort of build up a relationship with her. If you're paying $15 every month, or, tw or sorry, $20 after the promotional, mm -hmm. but you're paying 15 to get started on this thing, you can actually sort of get to know Katie. And, you know, I know yeah. lots of girls who have OnlyFans don't think that they ever get to the point where they don't remember their individual right. people that contact them. And there's not yeah. that many people that Yeah, are... even when people send like $5 and they do the tip section and they're like, hey, how's your day? I'm like... And when you have so many people asking you how's your day, like not to try not to sound conceited, but this is how we like make a conversation go. So then so many people asking, if someone sends a $5 tip on top of that, then it's like, you definitely remember that person. You appreciate them because they appreciate you. Right. You know? Like, let me get ratchet for a second with you guys <laughs> here. I'm gonna say things that Katie can't say. Close your ears for a second here. Earmuffs. Guys, you all have these weird fetishes that you've wondered about with wrestlers. Like, what does you know? Does she sweat during the matches, or what was it like rolling around with so and so girl, or whatever? And you know, and just as an example, I get people friggin' constantly emailing me saying these perverted questions. Mm -hmm. Hey, Glenn, was there any armpit smelling in your latest video? Uh, I don't remember. I say they yeah. go, okay, well, what was the girl? Did she shower right before this scene? What did she smell like? I'm like. And I say to these guys, join my website and then send me right. a DM from the members section of the website and then I'll try to remember these things. Mm -hmm. If you want to ask Katie a completely perverted question, she might choose not to answer. But on the other hand, if you're a supporting member of her website, paying her, uh, which is not paying, which is supporting her is the correct yeah. word. Yeah. It's showing that you believe in what she does, you care about her, you want to see her succeed, y you know, Hair weave's expensive, y'all. <laughs> right. So go do that and then send her a DM and ask her your perverted question about... And I'm open-minded. I'm very open-minded and I don't think there's bad fetishes. Like, I like hearing about different people's fetishes because it's really intriguing to me. I love it. Yeah, welcome to my world. Yeah, it's so interesting <laughs> to me. I love it. So a lot of girls, like especially in, in pro wrestling, that are not... They're not open-minded to that, to where they're like freaked out and want to expose guys. I'm like, why expose them? Everybody has different fetishes. Everybody's into different things. And it's actually healthy because it's something that makes people happy. So I'm like, whatever I can do that's simple. Like you're talking about like sniff, like armpit sniffing. Like something so simple that like makes someone happy. That makes me feel so good because there's so much hate in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I... <laughs> I met a guy through Impact the other day who's a philosopher, he's this amazing philosophy guy and he was sharing some stuff with me the other day and one thing that he led me to is he said every motivating force is rooted in either love or fear. And it's like, all of these fetishes, those are in the love category. Yeah. Like those are people just looking within themselves mm -hmm. for whatever reason and going like, yeah, it turns me on having a sexually aggressive women boss woman boss me around right. or all these things. It's like, that's not, those aren't bad thoughts. Yeah. You have to get rid of the thoughts that are rooted in fear yeah. because fear leads to hatred. Yeah. And we get rid of all those things. So. Yeah. Th this is like, I'll get it to it really quick, but I was going to talk about this earlier when we were talking about censorship. Yeah. I don't understand how Pete, they can show like 
they want to bleep something that makes you happy like nipples but then they can show a needle going in someone's skin or they can show surgery happening so if something grosses you out and makes you feel bad it's legal to show it but if something turns you on and makes you feel good it's illegal to show it that i don't get because the world is crazy i think we should try to make everyone feel good I'm, well, you know, I work in the adult film industry. <laughs> I'm completely baffled I hate by... surgeries and blood and needles, so I'm like, why the fuck is that legal to show? I do, I'd much rather see asshole and nipples than look at a surgery on Animal Planet. Yeah. And it's, why is this stuff taboo? Why, I mean, why is right. this... Why does society frown upon people who want to express themselves sexually? Yeah. For me... I have gotten to operate in this world for the last 18 years mm -hmm. um, where you can express yourself sexually and say something completely inappropriate. All right, we dropped off for a second, guys, and I'm not <laughs> sure where exactly because we wanted to, to get really out of bounds, but she said something to me that I just want to ask her about before we sort of wrap this thing up. You had butt implants at one yeah. point. Mm -hmm. Before I started wrestling, I had butt implants, and my ass looked so good and very perky, but they like kind of would flip up and yeah. down yeah. and they felt so hard so once i joined wrestling school i was thinking bumping on this and rolling it would not be good so then i got my um i got i got them taken out after that there are a bunch of pictures on instagram from two weeks ago of me rolling around with alexis amore in uh -huh. her bed as i'm sure you you know alexis yeah so she's so hot her butt so implants cool. i just love them to death like they're kind of hard but they I they know, look good they're butt so implants awesome. look amazing yeah. i love how good they how high they look i just didn't my body just didn't want to accept it yeah sometimes surgeries yeah. your body accepts sometimes it rejects so it just wasn't for me yeah but my ass is still fat yeah all right, last question here. Uh, your future in the business. What do you, what's your end game? Do you, do you have a vision of yourself five years from now in the business? Do you want to be in the WWE? My big goal really has been impact. Yeah. That's been my big goal because then I want, I love the schedule that I can be on TV, get like all this attention, get my name out there, wrestle regularly, but also have time at home to do my photo shoots and OnlyFans. Cause my OnlyFans is like popping. Like wrestling, yes. I make good money, but yeah. like sex is always gonna sell. Yeah. And I, I love modeling. So if I was with WWE, I feel like because of the ratings there and because of my really busy schedule, I, like the whole modeling side would just have to be done with. So I love that impact. I can just do it all. Yeah, like hypothetically speaking, guys, about the WWE, I know a lot of you are religiously WWE guys and wonderful, but the reality is for somebody like Katie who's already established her own brand, mm -hmm. they would eat her. They would basically assimilate her like the Borg in yeah. Star Trek, mm -hmm. and they would change your name to something else. They would own the copyright to your new name and then bury you if they so chose. Yeah. They could actually sign you just to keep you away from Impact or AEW, uh -huh. both of whom have now all of a sudden investments of big money, yeah. and then bury you and make you disappear. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's not the best thing for a lot of wrestlers in the business right now yeah. to yeah. go that direction. Before it was WWE's the only option now right. there's so many options where it's like wwe could could hold you back if, right. if you're signed and they're not using you yeah or if they water you down or um but what i was saying with like the modeling if i'm on wwe if you're being pushed then you're you're on a 300 day out of the year schedule so it, it just completely owns your whole life yeah, like here's, I'll say something that the, the wrestling fans listening to are going to get pissed off hearing, but I'm just calling it like I see it. Did, you know, Scarlett Bordeaux did a thing, put up a thing the other day saying she was down at the wrestling, the WWE Performance oh, Center. Okay. I didn't know that it was announced. I knew about it, but I didn't. Well, she know. was there. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if she signed a long term contract with uh -huh. them or whatever, but I'm telling you guys, they're not going to go to, do, to use her like she should be used. Yeah. If they signed her. It's to keep her from signing with AEW. Mm -hmm. And then they're just going to kind of either water down her character so much that it's not worth watching. Yeah. Or they're just going to stick her in NXT and kind of. Yeah. But maybe WWE is trying to get more more raunchy. Because like the lot, if you've watched recently, like Lana and um, 
Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, like all that. I'm like, wow, it's getting scandalous. Like, so maybe they want to go towards that because I heard they want to do more Attitude Era. So I was like, if they do more Attitude Era, then they could. There's room for girls like me and Scarlett, like that are like the sex symbols. They should, but they just signed this new deal with Fox. Oh right. Television. Yeah, so and... it's still family oriented. Number one, mainstream always wins. But then niches, I feel like, get the cult following, but then mainstream wins because there's so many people with kids. True, but there's room for everybody right now. There's yeah. so many people like me who have canceled their WWE network subscriptions but still want to watch wrestling. Yeah. And I enjoyed AEW's initial show last week more than any wrestling thing I'd seen on television mm -hmm. in many, many years. It's so fresh and new. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see Impact debuting on the Access Channel. Yeah. Which, see, this is, I'm so thrilled that you signed the contract with them and announced it on our show, which yes. is coming out on Friday. Because I gotta pay, my cable company doesn't have Access Channel, so I gotta buy a separate subscription to Philo Television oh. or Sling TV just so I can get the yeah. Access Channel. And it's worth... Yes, now it's worth it. Now it's worth Yay! it to see Katie Forbes every week. So with that, we'll wrap this up. <laughs> Katie, tell us your social media one more time. Everywhere, it's the Katie Forbes. And on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Katie Forbes. There you go, everybody. The great Katie Forbes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you once again, thank Katie you. Forbes! Hey.